Hello, I'm Carrick MacDonald and this is Halfway to Borough, the Two Towns local history show on Cam Glen Radio. This programme is the second in a three-part series called Common Threads and includes interviews with some of the members of the Busy Bees Craft Group, which meets every Friday in Ruther Hall. Poet, artist and photographer Christina Malarvey Corell has been a member of the group for the past eight years. She asked some of her fellow members to tell her how they learned their craft skills, what new skills they've learned in the group, what sort of things they make, and whether the skills they have are being passed on to younger generations. Christina also explored with them the benefits of being part of the group. These interviews were recorded in early 2020, just a few weeks before lockdown was introduced following the coronavirus pandemic. Despite this, women in the group continue to make use of their skills from home, playing their part in the fight against this deadly disease. You'll hear more about that later in the programme. In this second programme, we'll hear from Busy Bees members Maureen, Rosie and Sheena. First, Christina talks briefly about the history of the group before Maureen, current chairperson of the group, tells us how she became involved. The Busy Bees group has been going for, I think, nearly 20 plus years. Yeah. Yeah. And in that time, I don't know how we would work out the numbers of women that have come through, but, you know, probably hundreds. I would say so, uh-huh. Uh-huh. come uh, and going. Um, it all goes well, I got to know about the club when it was in the McDonald's Centre in 2005. And it was Betty Ingram, my friend, and her sister that introduced me into the club. And when did you come to the Busy Bees, Rosie? I met the Busy Bees class and the computer class. When it was in name up in Butterburn. That's right. And then I started coming because I had nothing to do on a Friday. Right. So. And so you would know Wilma and yes. all that. Yeah, so we've been talking about Wilma. But Great parents. Wilma, who Christina referred to there, was co-founder of the Busy Bees group. We'll hear more about Wilma later. Maureen is a very hard-working organiser within the group, taking up the role of chairperson after Wilma died. And many women in the group provide able support to her in that role. Maureen is brilliant. She's done brilliant in this yeah, club. She has. Her and Anne yeah. and Dorothy helps a lot, but I think Anne and Maureen are yeah. the main... And I think, I think the way Wilma worked at... Maureen tried really hard to uh-huh. take to up that torch right. and, and keep everything. And she's done well. She, she does a lot of running about for us. Yeah, yeah. No, she's done well, Maureen. What kind of skills did you want to learn when you came? Or what skills did you bring? Well, I had you? always wanted to sew. My mum was a tailoress, so I was always desperate to use a sewing machine and Tell us a wee bit about your mother and, and growing up round about somebody that's a tailoress of the sewing machine in the house. Uh-huh, my mum had the old singer treadle machine. Uh-huh. And myself and Anne Sweeney. Yeah. We were brought up next close to each other. So Anne and I used to go up into the bedroom and watch my mum sewing. Uh-huh. She made us the same summer dresses. We had the same dresses in the summer. We had duster coats in the summer. Wow, duster coats. Um, yeah. So I, Anne, Anne and I grew up like twins. Uh-huh. Um, and my mum worked in Barnet Taylor's in Stockwell Street. Mm-hmm. 
and she used to make suits bar- with Barathea. I always Me loved too. that name, no. Barathea material. <gasps> she made suits for that. Um, and she would bring off cuts home and make Anne and I mini skirts and pencil skirts and things like that. So that was her paid job as well as bringing up a family. Yeah. And locally, was there many people with a sewing machine or did people come no, to her? No, people and... came to her. They came to get their trousers taken into drain pipe trousers and got curtains taken up and things like that. It was mm-hmm. quite a thing in your community to uh-huh. have someone like that, wasn't uh-huh. it? So I grew up watching my father with a Singer sewing machine, right. uh, using offcuts of leather from the factory it worked in and making things. And again, like you always thought, I went to learn to sew. Uh-huh. In these programmes, we're hearing much about how the women in the group learned their first skills from older family members, from whom they clearly learned a lot. That wasn't just confined to craft skills. Here, Rosie talks to Christina about her dad, who came from Poland. My dad would get cheese, an old cheese, milk, soon milk, and he'd put it in a bag, and he would put it outside on the, on the clay's pole until it was solid. used to bring it in. So used nice. to make soup and put petals in it. Petals in the soup. Because it was a very rural community in uh-huh. Poland, and, and the way they had lived and grown up. Then same as in some Scottish rural communities... It was much more about living off the land and how you could right. do that. And my dad could go and my dad could go up to Deckman and live there, mm-hmm. and the, uh-huh. the leaves and all that yeah, and the trees. Yeah, my yeah. dad could do all that. Yeah, he taught you a lot. I well, he was. My dad was used to fix all our shoes and took her clothes up for us. Yeah, yeah. And he used to make pram covers with a big frame he had under the bed. Do you think when you grow up in certain communities, it's kind of, uh, you know, necessities, the mother invention, you've got to, you know, it's, it's universal across the world. When you don't have a lot, uh-huh. you've got to be creative to yes. find ways to, you know, um, make things. Sheena, on the other hand, helped out in the family business. Tell us a wee bit about, I know your father had a... Uh, a shop, was it? in uh-huh. Tell us a wee bit about that. I mean, I'm 76 this year, so you're going back. <gasps> Don't believe I it. I was about five or six at the time, and they opened a newsagent's next to the billiard hall in Stonewall Road. Uh-huh. And they had a newsagent's there for years. Is that near where the cinema? But uh-huh. uh-huh. Right next door to it. Was, yeah. 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 There's a big brie called the Drossy Brie next to it. So. The Drossy Brie? How, uh-huh. how would you spell it? Oh, I don't know how you spell that. I've got a That's what it was called, the Drossy Brie. And what do you remember about that? Were you sure? I just remember my mother and father working on it now. They used to take me in and there was a big glass counter and they used to sort of put me underneath and I used to kind of play there. <laughs> Well, they were organising uh-huh. the show. Uh-huh. And then after that, my father did uh, a lot of paper runs. He would maybe stand outside the, the chapel with an old pram yeah. and have all his newspapers Papers on it. all sorted. Waiting people coming out of the church and yeah, yeah. selling newspapers. Uh-huh. Also did tour the glen. As we got older, my daddy used to say, right, a Sunday morning, you're coming out to help me with the papers. And we used to help to deliver papers and all that young as well. And and it's um, when you look back, uh, it's it was you had to do things to get money, it's didn't just, you? Which you just, was you just was necessity. Yeah, the family. Yeah, yep. The Drossy Bray 
in Rutherglen that Sheena talked about is so-called due to shale from the nearby Stonelaw coal pit being used as road surfacing. Eventually, Sheena left school and began working full-time. Were you a machinist in your work life? Yeah, yeah. Tell us a wee bit about that. Uh, when I left the school, I started in a place in Swanson Street. Is that Bridgeton? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, tailors, which tailors. made men's trousers, yeah. jackets, shorts. And then it closed up and I went to Lear Porches and East Kilbride, who done a lot of stuff for Marks and Spencers. And what about the skills that the women have brought to and learned from the group? Here's Christina with Maureen and Sheena. When you came to the Busy Bees group, you brought a set of skills as well, in a way, because you'd seen all of that. Well, I could remember things, but, I mean, to start, like, even to saw a cushion, I had to sit down and get back to what I, what I knew when I was young. Because your skill level now, I would say, is very high. Oh, so where has that that's came over a period of uh-huh. time? So talk us through that. Every bit time I'm there. learning something new on the machine, I think my mum's here. She's saying, right, got on me. Uh-huh. Did you learn any more skills when you came into this group, or were you more sharing it's skills? Always, you always learn, pick up skills here. Like people have different ideas, uh-huh. so it's good uh-huh. to sort of share it with them uh-huh. all. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, really good group. I think you're always looking for something that's good ideas, where we make things for the house, yeah. if you've got any alterations for yourself. Self, I know. Aye, it's definitely handy. And the, the support, I think, we're uh-huh. they're all great. They're very Sharing supportive. Yeah. 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 Rosie would like to do more sewing, but feels that she gets left to do another task, which is appreciated by the group as much as any craft skill. I've got a machine now, I keep saying I'm going to sew, I'm going to sew. But when I come in the morning, I make the tea and I make the tea and toast. And you're a great support to the group. And that, so next week I'm going to bring my machine in Good and somebody you. else can make the tea and toast. Yeah. Well, I'll make the tea and toast, you bring the machine I'm in. I'm bringing my machine in <laughs> next week. Tell us a wee bit about the other kind of work that you do that goes out towards hospitals or you gift things out well, to... Well, twiddle muffs. Yeah. We knitted the twiddle muffs for the people with dementia. Yeah. And they went to, their, their target was making to 200. Yeah. But they went way over their target. Everybody yeah. was really good. Different clubs, all knitting. So that's the... Roger Park Home yeah. got quite a lot. And that was a piece of um, support to adults with dementia. What they actually make, like Lily's shawl, or they're making the... Uh, the, the patchwork now and what do you think of the quality wee Maureen who does the wee hats and the mat jack what do you think of the quality of everything well my sister bought a shawl off a, um, in here one well one um, I think it was one of Lily's one of Lily's done and she's had it for, for five years and it washes brilliant brilliant and I mean when you look at the prices in shops of that kind of handcrafted uh-huh. shawl, well, you'd never pay it. You I know. Well, Uriel, my sister bought one for the Wayne's christening, and it cost her a hundred and fifty pound. She sent away for it, and see when she walked the first wash, it stretched. And I think Lily's come in yeah, at about twenty five pounds yes. or something like that. 
Lily's is brilliant. And all her um, creative work goes into uh-huh. that, doesn't it? When you think of it. It's good quality agency, rules she uses. She does, she does. Um, so you would recommend what we're doing yes, as good 100%, community work? Yes, uh-huh. And you, well, you can do quilts. You're doing all, all the the patchwork quilts, patchwork all the bags that you make. Patchwork bags, yeah, yeah. And these zipper pouches. Yeah. And I was talking pajama cases about how Landemere Day and Christmas, Christmas there's market. very high quality things going out at very good prices for uh-huh. local community. Reasonable prices. Are. We've been asked to do other things like the banner for and what was the other one we were doing um, before that there was something else we put into but the, 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 they helped you with your Benny Lynch the Benny Lynch banner, banner yeah Aye. and um, the banner for the 100 years of the vote the suffrage banner Softage, yeah. so banners have been Aye. involved there as well which Aye. has been great fun Sheena was also involved in making the banner for the Pitts, Ponies, People and Stories project. This had a particular interest to her due to a family connection with coal mining. The banner itself can be seen in the mining exhibition at Low Parts Museum in Hamilton. And then we did the Pitts and Ponies banner. That's that was right. a great yeah. piece, Not wasn't it? It was, yeah. uh, it, was, it was good. And that was such a great... A joint effort. Uh-huh. Very educational as well. Aye, I yeah. think so. I thought that it was really it. interesting because my grandfather used to be in Blantyre pits. Uh-huh. That's where my mother originally came, came to Blantyre. From. Uh-huh. And that was really interesting to me, Aye. the pits and ponies. Really. That's right. I'm Carrick MacDonald, and you're listening to Halfway to Borough, the Two Towns local history show on Cam Glen Radio. In this programme, called Common Threads, Christina malavry Quarell is talking to Maureen, Rosie and Sheena of the Busy Bees Craft Group about learning, using and passing on their skills and about the benefits of being part of the group. We've heard in these programmes many references to Wilma Donohoe, who was chairperson of the Busy Bees Group. Sadly, Wilma died in 2017. Here, Maureen, Sheena and Christina remember Wilma and reflect on her huge contribution to the Busy Bees Group. Firstly, Christina reads a piece she wrote about Wilma, which also reflects her very fond feelings towards the group. Wilma from the Busy Bees Craft Group was known affectionately as The Boss. On my first day at the group, Wilma taught me how to make cushion covers, which I loved and still have to this day. Wilma also reminded me at the end of my sewing lesson to tidy up and mind pick up your threads. At age 63, I inwardly smiled, but happily did as I was told. Wilma's mother came from the historic Scottish island of Iona, and Wilma often talked with deep love and affection about her mother who had taught Wilma her knitting and sewing and all her crafts. Hand-knitted pieces of what, in my opinion, was wearable art and would be a pleasure to be worn and gave Wilma great joy to make. Her exquisite knitting was worn locally and across Scotland. Whoever requested a garment from shawls to hats to jumpers to beautiful old-school type dolls outfits, then within weeks, Wilma worked her magic and into the post went some exciting parcels across the world at times. The groups I am a member of, and especially the Busy Bees Craft Group, hold on to the best of Scottish values of sharing, 
good neighbours, waste not, want not, what I would describe as creative frugality. A working class community spirit filled with very colourful stories and laughter. Yes, some days tears are shed as women in our 60s up to 90s, each one of us have lost loved people from our lives. We often give and receive big hugs and a listening ear on the sore days. Then it is onwards and upwards, lots of laughter, noisy talking, similar to those loud talking plain noises you can hear if you pass a school playground at break time, and the wonderful sounds of clicking needles, crochet hooks, scissors cutting, the magical whir of sewing machines, to my ears are very sweet music, memories of my childhood watching my father sewing on his old singing, singing sewing machine. Sometimes I was allowed to have a wee shot. We all have cherished memories of Wilma and her creative work continues. Women in the groups contribute handmade hats, blankets, scarves to local maternity hospitals, dementia support groups and local charities. Community is very important to each one of us, as is the friendship and a sense of purpose we all gain through being within the group. So finally, a big thanks to our dear Wilma. Gone, yes, but never forgotten. Wilma is greatly missed by all the women in the group, and her influence is still very much felt. Wilma's stories and memories are often the topic of Friday conversations, and usually begin with, what would Wilma say? Wilma introduced herself to me. She was the chairperson at the time. And the first rule of thumb was nobody talks about everybody behind their back. If we hear that you're talking about anybody behind your back, you're out the door. We're all friends and we all got on. And if you've got anything that's bothering you, come talk to me. So anybody that had a problem went to Wilma. She was just... Quite a special Amazing. person, uh-huh. wasn't she? And uh, I always remember Wilma's wee grandson Corey. used to ask her, Corey. Can I come to the group? Gran? That's right. He loved it. I know. It was only about you seven. would think young children would uh-huh. not want to come in with older uh-huh. people, but uh-huh. they do. They love coming in. Uh-huh. Well, I think Wilma would be proud of how much the work has been on, Maureen, yourself, or, you know, Anne, everybody. Uh-huh. They've tried hard to push forward uh, through it all. Um, and I know some women aren't here that used to come and some uh-huh. have passed away. Also, just to say, we've got a little memorial outside in the Rose Garden uh-huh. to Wilma and, and James, husband, um, who sadly passed quite near to each other, uh-huh. and it was quite an impact in the group. Yes. But um, I think every time we come together, we always know that it's in the air. And one of the first things Wilma said to me when I came all those eight years ago and getting involved... Remember and pick up your threads. No, <laughs> <laughs> always remember that. As we heard at the beginning, the Busy Bees group meets in Ruther Hall every Friday. Here, Maureen and Christina talk about how well that venue suits the needs of the group. We're very fortunate to have this hall. Yes, we are. Uh, seemingly it does belong to the pensioners of Rutherburn, so we don't have to pay a let for it, we get it free. And we don't have a community centre in Rutherland, no. which is very sad, no. because no. there was one. <coughs> and really, if this building wasn't here, oh, I, I don't know what would happen. We'd it's so lost. convenient, uh-huh. so this low access, it just it fit, ticks every mm-hmm. box. And are the skills that the group members have being passed on to the younger generation? 
and in your family, are those skills that you have going down to other... Well, my daughter Maureen's got a sewing machine now. She got Ellen Donahoe's uh-huh. mum's sewing machine, so that got handed down to her. So, just funny enough, we were talking the other day, and I gave Maureen material, I was clearing out, and she says, I could make something with that. I says, well, get your sewing machine up, and I'll help you. And are there other grandchildren in your family like the crafting or the Amy, sewing? Amy, the one that's into drama, she right. loves, yeah. like, the thought of making costumes and things like that. She would love to yeah. to learn into that. And I wondered about, you know, if we've been taught by parents and grandparents mm-hmm. and we're teaching a little bit, and that's maybe because we're part of this group, but do you think in the wider community... It, it, it would be better if some of that was maybe in schools or maybe in schools or Definitely. I think it should ripple out further yep. Yep. because I always feel it's a skill that lasts a lifetime if yeah. you get it young yeah. and it can help you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um, you know I think there's more and more research showing that uh, how and in older adults mm-hmm. that, that they're looking at um Knitting and crocheting in terms of how the brain works That's and right. uh, all all of that. So uh, I used to feel I used to think I've said a few times I wish we had another full day in here during the summer holidays. We could invite some school kids down yeah. and learn them something yeah. just how to use a sewing machine. I wonder how we could accomplish. I would that. love that. Yeah, well, maybe it's something that we'll think about. Mm-hmm. Maybe when the radio piece goes out maybe someone will help us with that as well but I think that's a great idea it would be wonderful yeah Um, and did we used to have longer in this building too I mean I'm very appreciative of this building because I don't know what we would do without it yeah was there a point we we did have a Thursday morning for quite a while because there was someone gave up their late and a Thursday morning so we had the Thursday morning Mm -hmm. and that was really good Mm -hmm. and that was that was actually the time I thought Oh, it'd be great to just have a full day in here uh-huh. and just bring yeah. kids down. Yeah, because two hours isn't long, is no. it, the time you unpack no. machines and put away? No. I think this group also tries to teach the children That's right. about uh-huh. a lot of the skills. I mean, today we've got a great-grandchild in and two grandchildren, and they, they love coming to the uh-huh. group. And look at you look at Carol's wee granddaughter. Uh-huh. Look what Brooke can do. No, it's uh-huh. amazing, isn't She's it? She's sitting there knitting. Uh, it's, so these are school skills that should keep, right. keep uh-huh. coming down, keep being changed. To end this programme, Maureen, Rosie and Shuna discuss with Christina what they feel are the benefits of being a member of the Busy Bees group. Well, what do you think are the benefits are for women coming to the club? I mean, I, I think I know what they are and I've seen uh-huh. what they are, but what, how would you... I would say first of all getting them out of the house getting to meet people cheering them up a bit um, getting about a bit of company yeah. because a few of them are on their own and they don't have any company yeah. um, and learning skills yeah. they're a great crowd in here they're not a they're not a cloud crowd yeah. and if you need help they're there for you yeah and if anybody's got anything and they don't need it, they bring it into the We're club. sharers. <laughs> to ask the club if they need it. And that's the thing I've always loved here as well, because I'm a story person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you're around the table and you just say, right, tell us the first record you bought, or tell us the first boyfriend, uh-huh. or what was your new coat, and uh-huh. all the stories come out. So that's 
been uh, and Wilma was great at that too, uh-huh. you know, and her mother being from Iona and that's right. all the that's uh, right. so you get that sense of uh, history of everybody which mm-hmm. has been really good and a lot of fun too. I think yeah. the advantages for for women at her age like uh-huh. breaking isolation, the support that you get, a laugh, good fun. Well, my man had dementia and I had a hard time with him. I know you did, and the coming to the group yes, supported you that way, it did, I know that. And we were glad to do that, um, and that's part of what we do here, isn't it? Yes. And 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 that's that's one of the strengths of the group, I think, and I think that's something Wilma always tried to engender in us all, you know. First time uh, I came, uh, having a wee bit of difficult time too, that was about eight years ago, but... When you're in the group and you get that support, and I think we get a good laugh as okay, well. Okay, we do. Good laugh. Get a good laugh, good laugh. in the group. Nah. nobody takes anybody. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can say anything. They're there to help you. Yeah, if you need yeah. them, they're yeah. there to and help you. That's what's important, and that's yes. what we need in community, really, uh-huh. isn't it? To pull yeah. you through it. Yeah. What about in this group, the kind of socialising part of it all? I think that's really important for a lot of the women, don't you? Well, a lot of women are just herself, and yeah. they don't get out much. So mm-hmm. if we do have weekends yeah. or a day trip yeah. they thoroughly enjoyed or it or Christmas and dinner Christmas dinner Landemar yeah. that's right Landemar so your whole your calendar can uh-huh. know, there's something and it's good for people if they're just to sell because other than that they wouldn't come out of the house uh-huh. well I, I agree I think uh, for some uh, women coming to this group it's it, it means a lot in their life. There's a sense of comfort. Just to sit alone at four walls. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And when you've got friends like that, they always see that we always get home all right. That's right. They make sure. Everybody. And it makes them feel safe. And we're food when we bring in the rolls and the dish the sharing. And, and cakes and all of that. That's it, good. We're good at sharing. It's, it's something good, I really value. It's a good gathering day if it is. Them out. And I look forward to it. Yeah, I know. And it's the fun you see in the daft stuff when you're Christmas with the daft hats and the, right, the lights and all of that. Yeah, so yeah. I think there's that wee child bit in us all as well that we yeah. like a good party. Oh, lot with that. A good time. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think about some of the things that we do like at Landemer Day and I think it's brilliant. And, I think know, it's brilliant. It's quite, it's good um, community, isn't it? Because they're it, not too expensive. It gets Always. the people to know that there's a wee club running for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. It lets people know that there are a wee club here for them. Yeah. If they ever want to come, they're yeah. welcome to come in. In, in a way, I, I sometimes think, Maureen, the, the, what this group does and develops in the community doesn't always get recognised. Right. But um, I know we've had a bit of support from the lottery funding uh-huh. and different uh-huh. people, so maybe that recognition is coming maybe. more mm-hmm. and more. And so I think we are about sharing and about uh-huh. trust and about support. And I don't think you can say more than that. You know, it's a no. caring group. I'm Carrick McDonald, and you've been listening to part two of Common Threads in the series Halfway to Borough the Two Towns Local History Show on Cam Glen Radio. Many thanks to Maureen, Rosie and Sheena, who have been talking to Christina Malarvey Corell about being part of the Busy Bees Craft Group. Some members of the group are currently using their skills in a project called For the Love of Scrubs, a Facebook platform which enables people throughout the UK 
to contribute towards supplying hospitals with scrubs for frontline workers in their fight against coronavirus. The music was by Sugar Nifty. I hope you enjoyed this programme and that you can join me next time when we'll hear from another member of the Busy Bees group as well as a member of the People's Past, People's Future group in part three of Common Threads. Until then, thanks for listening. Radio is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk. You're listening to Press Pause on Cam Glen Radio. This is a programme that focuses on nature sounds to promote relaxation and mindfulness. For the next half an hour, you'll hear the sounds of Dune Ponds Nature Reserve. <laughs>